Welcome back to the Moving Forward podcast. As usual, this is Robbie coming to you from our glamorous studios at home. With me is Andy Lamrock. Greetings, Andy. <laughs> Greetings, Robbie. I can tell it's the end of the year. You're really amping it up there. <laughs> Absolutely. I got the next three days leave. I'm not working. Well, I kind of am a little bit because you have to. But next Oh, I'll give you tasks. Don't you worry about that. I'll give you stuff to do. I know. I know. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not happy about it. But okay. Well, what I am happy about is the news for people living in re- regional areas. And the news comes as SpaceX is offering its Starlink broadband satellite internet. Now, this is in the US at the moment. But they're offering them internet service to test users for a hundred US dollars, which is about a hundred and forty Australian dollars a month. Plus, you know, you're gonna have to pay the five hundred US dollars setup kit, um, and this is according to emails um, seen by Reuters. So they're targeting ro- rural customers with otherwise limited options. Uh, people in the US states, uh, in the United States. Um, who signed up to test Starlink internet received invitations from SpaceX to join its better than nothing, quote unquote, test, um, which is, it's funny, that is that is an Elon Musk thing when you hear that kind of titles. So SpaceX has launched to orbit more than 800 satellites of the several thousand needed to offer broadband internet globally. Um, a 10 billion US dollars investment, uh, it estimates, could generate 30 billion annually to help fund Musk's interplanetary rocket program called Starship. So it's not only you're getting not a better than nothing internet connection, but you are assisting in our interplanetary rocket program. So the Starlink beta program comes as rivals like um, OneWeb or India's Bharti Group and or Jeff Bezos's Amazon um, IO set out to offer their own broadband satellite network. So I guess in the next few years, we're going to find heaps of satellites in the air. And let's just hope there wouldn't be any accidents with them hitting each other. But that would be a nice view, to be honest, if we, if we end up with that kind of stuff. Um, not well, hoping we'll be for taking off into space soon, Robbie, and you'll, you'll have to navigate all of the um, satellites. I know. <laughs> let, let's hope that doesn't happen. But if it's going to happen, at least you're going to have a nice visuals in the air. Um, the email said, expect to see data speeds vary from 50 megabits per second to 150 megabits per second and latency from 20 milliseconds to 40 milliseconds over the next several month, months as we enhance the stalling system. That is amazing. That is, I mean, the twenty. If it's twenty milliseconds, that's enough for gaming, which which is quite demanding. Um, now, global communications company Viasat offers rural internet with speeds of up to fifty megabits per second for roughly one hundred and seventy US dollars per month. So, highly competitive offer from um, from Musk's corporation, according to its website. So, the competition is real, definitely. This comes as the Victorian government pledges to spend $626 million bringing high-speed fiber optic and wireless broadband to suburbs and regional areas and on eliminating mobile black spots over the next six years. Now, I cannot not think, are we investing in the right areas? So if the future is affordable satellite-powered internet that Musk is working on, should we at least rethink investing in fiber optic and wireless broadband? What do you think, Andy? That's a cracking topic, actually. Um, I uh, I remember when you know the the whole uh, national broadband network was you know first tabled and 
all the fierce conversations about you know, how it had to be fiber to the node or to the premise, etc. Yeah. And at the same time, we were we were watching wireless technology get faster and faster, and the latency, you know, obviously going down and down and down and down. And so I think with the evolution of uh, you know 4G LTE and, and now 5G, uh, I think that there is a really interesting um, tipping point here, and that is. Can Starlink actually become the backhaul for these wireless networks on the ground? Hmm. And if you think about it like that, put look, rolling out fiber could be dead. That's a bold statement, yeah. and it'll probably take some time. But theoretically, everything could be wireless. And uh, obviously, what um, you know, SpaceX and Starlink are doing is pretty competitive. I've actually heard that. Um, Starlink is projecting that once they have their full constellation uh, in place, which is a low orbit constellation, they are projecting that they will get close to one gigabit speeds as well. That is insane. I, I mean, yeah. it, we, we're looking, so there's so much happening in this in this space. So you have 5G rollout, um, which is just beyond what we need speeds, but has great functionality with regards to IoT, self-driving vehicles, so on and so forth. But if you're at home and you just want to watch some movies, you just want to play some games, you don't really need you know, the multi-gig speed of 5G. What you do need is, which is probably more than you need at the moment, no one is watching 4K movies. I, I mean, people are, but there aren't enough people who own 4K screen who are watching 4K movies who need that kind of bandwidth. Even if you are, one gig is more than enough for a 4K movie. So, Well, yeah, but, you know, also, I mean, if you're streaming it from Netflix or you know, Amazon Prime or any of these types of aggregators, uh, what we have now is perfectly fine, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about having gigabit speed and, and the power of 5G and all these, these are the super highways of connectivity that are, are, are now coming. And the superhighways, rather than just being, you know, interconnects between countries, are going to become completely, you know, blanket coverage. Yeah. And so our, our ability to really drive the IoT uh, world, where we're talking literally millions of devices per square kilometre connected and interconnected and communicating and talking, and that creating that fully meshed connected environment rather than just, you know, point-to-point -point video streaming or gaming or those sorts of things. Yeah. That's a different thought process, right? That means so many more different things. Autonomous vehicles becomes a reality because we're talking about millisecond um, decisioning in, when it comes to being, out, you know, being able to identify risk, danger, and not run over a human and those sorts of things. These networks are going to bring that to life. Yeah. That autonomous world will come to life. And I can't, I, I, I can't, and of course we have to mention when you and I say this, what we have currently is enough. I'm, you, you and I are using fiber to the home, 100 megabits per second. I, I don't know what you use, but I'm using 100 megabits per second internet. So it is quite enough for me. Um, for those who are using fiber to the node, have to share the network with other people, the band with other people, so on and so forth. Of course, hopefully you'll be able to migrate to a better service soon. Um, which is what I think uh, the Victorian, the Australian government is is constantly um, investing in. Um, the other thing that I can just uh, that comes to mind is why would we need would we ever need 
the city, cities, these packed cities anymore. We had the period of time where migration was taking place from rural areas to cities because of services and because of um, communication, because you want to reach people, you want to talk to people. Um, now, most of the people that are working today are working from home anyways. Um, the services that you have in a city are expanding everywhere at, at a great quality. Do you see a migration back to rural areas? Oh, n no question. I think we're already starting to see it. If you look at, um, you know, the uh, the regional rural prices for, for property and housing um, throughout uh, 2020, they've gone up, not down, and the pressure and availability is, is, is quite interesting. Hmm. If I have a look at, you know, like someone like Nick Cleary, who is the, the, the chairman of CLARA, C-L-A-R-A, um, so this is a consolidated group who are talking about building the high-speed rail between Sydney and Melbourne here in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that uh, his organisation is architecting it is to actually run out through regional Australia as we know it mm -hmm. and create industrial hubs along the way where the, the rail. So if we've got connectivity everywhere, high-speed broadband everywhere, high-speed transport uh, on the ground as well, uh, like the Clara project, regionalization is it's a reality. You can live anywhere and be effective. It's uh, it's very powerful. Absolutely, and and I, I I do see a future where where you know I, I would go out hiking with my friends. We'd end up at the top of a mountain, and we'll just all put our laptops down and start playing Fortnite. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it is it's a far out. I don't think the innovation aims at that but you know as a young person i think that's what we what we will be using it at i'm, I'm not we're not planning on an interplanetary starship program you know not well, yet hey, at least here's a tip rob you don't need to climb the mountain you just put your oculus <laughs> there you go yeah uh, oculus headset on have a look at the view then take it off and keep playing fortnite <laughs> there is that too there's that too but uh, it, yeah it's it's one of those things where like if 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 you're offered a trip to the moon the first thing i would ask is can i play fortnite up there i mean it's just <laughs> it's it's a backup system if, if in case things go wrong you know in, in it, case it's boring look at it ow, look and, and I think, you know, you're touching on a really interesting point there. You know, we talk about the moon, we talk about space here, and, and obviously, you know, the reality of a, you know, high-speed internet, low-latency internet service for for, the, for everyone. Um, you know, Australia's got the, you know, their space agency with the, you know, uh, race to the moon challenge yeah. going, et cetera. We're all doing it, you know. So I, I guess that's that's the reality here is it's faster, it's connected. Um, and no one's getting left behind. It's, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Exciting times. Um, I, I can't wait to be playing Fortnite on the top of mountains. I, I feel like I'm downplaying this, but um, you know that's what we're here to do. Um, so this brings us to the end of this episode. You've been listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Cheers, Robbie. Good fun. Don't forget to smile.